Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Today I am bringing to you our very first mini episode. This is going to go live every Sunday just as a way to help you slow down before your week starts. Now, a quick disclaimer before we dive into this 10 minute or less episode, I am not going to be passing this off to my editors. So for future reference, if there are any little blurbs or hiccups, just know that that's me being imperfectly perfect for you. I have really been wanting to do many episodes like this uh, and polled you guys on Instagram. You all said you want this. I'm so psyched because I'm really excited to do this as well. Actually, 78% of you said you wanted this. Not everybody, but for that 78%, I'm with you. Let's go because I am particularly fired up today. I just got home from the gym, happened to go on a friend's Instagram where she did a sponsored post. This is an influencer, single mom influencer, did a post on flaming hot Cheeto mac and cheese. Maybe you're following their journey. Maybe you know who I'm talking about. Um, But it was clearly a sponsored post, something that she's getting paid for, okay? And she made her family this meal with this flaming hot Cheeto macaroni and cheese, which If you're like me, you're like, oh, gross, that sounds so awful. I don't like like the flaming hot stuff. I can't do it. I'm totally grossed out by how many additives they put in our food these days, right? All of it. She did this with some broccoli, and I think she said she did like honey mustard chicken, which sounded really good, and put together this post. And naturally, all the trolls immediately took to her page to respond and tell her that there's so many additives, that's so bad for her kids, and I just got so fed up. I tried to leave a nice little comment saying like, I love how you threw broccoli in because whenever I do mac and cheese for my kids, I'm like, okay, but you gotta put peas in. (laughs) Just throw in peas at least. Make me feel a little bit better as a mom. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today is that I think it's time we kill the idea that any of us are going to be a perfect parent. And I am so tired of people sicking the dogs on each other, especially when it comes to being a mom. If other moms are attacking other moms for what they feed their kids, what they do, how they show up as a parent, I'm just tired of it. And I think that the narrative needs to die. And what really baffles me is that it has died in my world. Death to the perfect mother (laughs) has happened in my household. Um, It's actually funny because it's what I talk about in tomorrow's episode, and I did not even plan this. Um, So if you're really feeling me on this, make sure you tune in tomorrow as well. But whenever I hear other moms like criticizing a different mom or panicking about her parenting, I'm just kind of sitting there in silence like, I thought we were over this. Aren't we done with this yet? So if you are a fellow mom out there or even a parent or just a human being and you are so consumed with trying to do everything the right way, I want to tell you right now, there is no right way. And there is no way for us to know which way is right and which way is wrong. You know, you've got my friend who's giving her kids some mac and cheese because normally she cooks healthy meals. Is it okay to give her kids a little splurge here and there because it's a quicker meal and she's still doing her best to make it healthy and the kids like to have that little bit of junk? Maybe. And this kind of reminds me of a conversation I just had with a group of my girlfriends. We went out for Valentine's Day and we're talking about the healthy meals that we try to make for our kids, how we try to avoid, you know, certain processed foods and things like that. But that school lunches are just 
a joke in America, right? They're not healthy. My kids come home and they're like, the grilled cheese was like a rock. But I said something that I I feel like maybe clicked a few things in my my friends' heads. I'm not even sure because I don't know. I, they didn't say anything. <laughs> but I said, you know, I've come to realize that I if I always make healthy food and I'm always cooking the best possible things for my kids, that's great because I'm a mom and I'm just trying to show up and I'm trying to nourish their bodies. And I did that for the first 10 years of their life. And now they're in public school. They, my kids were homeschooled up until around the age of 10. Now that they're in public school, I've kind of had to throw up my hands and say, okay, they're going to eat whatever the hell that school throws on the plate in front of them. And that's going to have to be okay. Because right now in Minnesota, not only do we have free lunches, which is amazing, but it takes something off my plate instead of trying to have to make another healthy meal for them before they get out the door. Both of them are getting pickier about the different things that they want to make. And it was just causing a lot of added anxiety for myself. On top of that, this is what I said that I think my friends, you know, had maybe never heard me mention before, but that my mom did the really healthy meals. And I am so freaking thankful. Like when other people told me that they made meals like from the freezer or like instant meals, I didn't even know what they meant because my mom made everything from scratch. I think we did like the hamburger helper on occasion, but for the most part, every meal was made homemade, um, from scratch or with frozen vegetables or, you know, whatever. And she did this after working a like nine to five job, which just blows my mind. Am I forever thankful that my mom fed me this way? Yes. Did it really suck going to school during fruit snack time and being the only kid that had like raisins (laughs) and all the other kids had like gushers and fruit by the foot? Yes. I felt so alienated. So Something I was saying to my friends is I wish my mom would have maybe thrown in the occasional junk food. Um, Like still, I really appreciate that she didn't in a way. But what happened when I left the house, like if I would go to a friend's house or as soon as I was able to be out on my own, is that I just binged on junk food. And so you could say like, fine, you know, maybe throw up your hands and say, if I'm going to eat healthy at at the house, the kids can eat junky whenever we go out. If that's a rule you want to make for yourself and for your sanity, great. But I want to say for this, I believe that we all need to find balance in life. I believe my kids are going to need to find balance with crappy food because we are surrounded by bad foods. So if you are deciding to do a garbage meal and are cooking healthy every other day of the week, you're not bad. You're not doing anything wrong. If anything, you're just helping them through navigating, you know, like I said, the balance in life or learning that you don't always have to be perfect. It's like the 80-20% rule. Maybe we can apply the 80-20% rule to parenting. I'm going to do my best to be perfect 80% of the time, and then I'm going to cut myself 20% of slack during those times that I'm not. And quick question, whoever determined what perfect means when it comes to parenting? Because if you ask so many different people, so many different people are going to have a different response, right? So if you take the time to ask yourself, why do I feel this need to be perfect in this particular area? I guarantee you are going to uncover some shit. You're going to uncover some trauma that you're carrying around or some limiting belief that was passed down to you that maybe isn't necessarily true or aligned with who you want to be anymore. And that's okay. I had a very real heart-to-heart conversation with our 22-year-old where she told me in the kindest of ways about how I hurt her when she was a teenager. 
Uh, we had this really open, honest conversation about the ways that I was hurt as a teenager and I had to own up to the fact that I had hurt her as a teenager. And a big part of it was, and I can't deny this, the story she told me, you know, basically was like that I looked at her the wrong way and then just like shut the door in her face. Um, I didn't say anything to her. I just looked at her, but she was in a swimsuit. So because she was in a swimsuit, I opened the door, looked at her, slammed the door. She kind of interpreted it as like I was ashamed or embarrassed. And I apologized to her. I said, I don't know what was going through my head that day. But I really just like laid it all out on the table. I was like, but if you want me to tell you all the ways I screwed up when you were younger, I will happily do that. Number one, I tried so hard not to yell at her. But then whenever I was frustrated or upset, I would just keep it all in. And so then I would like walk around in like the silent treatment, which is so much more damaging maybe than actually just yelling to or if I would have tried to have that conversation. But that wasn't a skill I gained until later, right? Opening the door and looking at her, no clue what that was. But did I 100% have body image issues about what a teenage girl should look like? Yes. Why? Because they were handed down to me. I grew up in the 90s where Kate Moss was everyone's idol and people like the most popular quote was that nothing tastes as good as being thin feels or whatever, you know, those really damaging quotes and beliefs and um, idols that we had. I was carrying around that belief and was passing it on to my daughter, which is so gross and so damaging. I wish so much I could go back and do it, but you know what? I can't. It's the 80-20% rule. 20% of me sucked there. This 80% of me is going to pick up, full on apologize to her and let her know that whatever shit I passed on to her was 100% my own. And I want you to know that for you. If you are feeling like you have to be perfect in this way, or if you're feeling like your kids have to be perfect in this way, or if they don't look a certain way, people are going to judge you. Or if they don't act a certain way, people are going to judge you. Ask yourself where that comes from. And if you even believe it, I fully believe that we could let ourselves off the hook for so much of our quote unquote imperfections in motherhood. If we just let go of the good opinion of other people, you are not perfect. I am not perfect. Growth, like I'm so far from it. That doesn't make us bad. That doesn't make us wrong. That doesn't mean we don't care about our kids or our families or ourselves. That just means that we are humans having a human experience and doing our best to get through this. And the fact that you feel the need to be perfect for your kids says enough about your quality of parenting. If you are stressing yourself out like I am trying to be your absolute best, laying awake at night, hoping that you're doing all the right things, then you are. Then you are. And it's time to let yourself off the hook for the things that you aren't doing. Because I think a lot of times when we carry around that shame or resentment that we have with ourselves, with our parenting, it kind of spills over and we're maybe not able to enjoy those moments with our kids. We're not able to be fully present with them if we are always panicking about the next thing we have to do to be perfect for them. So if you just let yourself off the hook for that 20%, I wonder what kind of freedom and release you could find in the everyday life that would allow you to just enjoy these moments before they're gone. All right, that concludes my first mini episode. And remember, even though I didn't plan it, tomorrow's episode aligns perfectly with those of you who are struggling to be a perfect parent or a perfect person. So be sure to tune in and scoop that episode up as well.
So today, take care of you. Take the time to slow down because it's okay.